0: gentlemen, it's Uncle Freddie. He used to play with B.B. King, now a good friend of our of the shows and a resident of Florida. What a talented gentleman. So thank you everyone for tuning in to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored for another exciting episode on news that you will not hear on the mainstream media and news that you can use. So we definitely wish you an attitude of gratitude because we know that an attitude of gratitude not only boasts joy and general life satisfaction. It's also the single best predictor of good relationships and benefits, both your sanity and your physical health. Well, let's keep the lawyers happy. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or disregard medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with Other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, and welcome Dr. Jerry Smith, uh, who's been co-hosting for the last few years. And I will tell you the very first show that I did five years ago was on the same topic we're talking tonight on dementia. So uh, it's a, it's been a long journey here on the uh, Block Talk Radio. It's been a five-year journey with over 319 episodes. We generally don't miss an episode. Uh, but I will tell you that uh, after tonight's live episode, if you want to call us being live because we're sort of tired today, but uh, we're going to run some uh, episodes that we're, that we're getting six to a thousand hits a day, like Dr. Professor Peskin, Dr. Wong, Dr. Tietelbaum, uh, and shows that you have shown an interest in and have downloaded uh, a lot. So without further ado, let me introduce uh, our co-host, Dr. Jerry Smith. Hi, Jerry.
1: Glad to be on board. <clears throat> I'm excited about tonight's program because uh, it, it deals with practical information that people take for granted, and, and most of the causes are, are hidden in
0: plain view. Absolutely. Uh and, and and we're going to be talking about how drugs can can, can cause dementia. And um I thought maybe I, I would start the show with j- just talking a little bit about what we call polypharmacy. And 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 just know that even today on July first, twenty nineteen, in the pharmacy journal, they're talking about things that Dr. Jerry and I have talked about the last three years. Polypharmacy. You know what they they define that as they define that as the regular use of at least five medications in common or older individuals and younger populations at rest. So, I mean, at risk, five medications. I had a professor uh, in Hobart, Ryman, who, who said three medications. If a person's on three more medications when they come to see you, you better make sure you do a complete history and physical so there's a whole process now that are teaching these medical students uh, to uh, be conscious about this, and then they're talking about uh, how they have to deprescribe medications. So what we're talking about tonight and why Dr. Jerry is so excited is because some common medications can be causing dementia, which is a horrible disease, as we all know. It is... Uh, uh, causes brain degeneration Uh, so we'll we'll go into uh, uh, dementia which is sort of an umbrella term covering an array of neurological diseases and conditions that develop when neurons in your brain die or cease to function normally Uh, and it is not Alzheimer's Alzheimer's disease is the more serious form of dementia eventually leads to the inability to carry out the most basic of bodily functions even swallowing and walking and Alzheimer's is ultimately fatal. I'm sorry to say, as conventional treatment options are few and very limited in their effectiveness. But we're going to be talking about uh, dementia tonight, so um, uh, you'll have to excuse me for a second because I I, I am uh, just getting my computer up and running. So d- dementia, as I say, it's an umbrella term. It, it's a it's a term that's used for a group of symptoms. And and Alzheimer's disease and something called a Lewy body dementia are part of it. Even a stroke can cause dementia. So there are more than 5 million people right now in the U.S. living with Alzheimer's. So there's a good chance you know someone affected by dementia. And as I said five years ago, if by the year 2030, there's going to be 50 to 60 million people with this disease. And it's really a horrible disease because it can be really difficult to watch someone you love deal with these symptoms, which can include memory loss, trouble with language, personality changes, agitation, can't solve problems, can't control their emotions. Uh, And and, and all this uh, generally happens somewhat with age anyway, but it is not, let me stress, it is not part of the normal aging process it is not part of the process doesn't have to happen so we're going to talk tonight about drugs that should be avoided that can cause this and Dr. Jerry's going to talk about the splinter the ultimate uh, reason uh, why you you do get this uh, uh, this this disease and you know it's unfortunate and and already I think we've forgotten about that that women's basketball coach uh, Pat Summit. You know, she was 59 when she was diagnosed with this, and died at age 64. Well, so, you know, I thought I thought that that would bring a, a resurgence of, of what to watch for with this this, uh, this disease, but it, it it sort of died out. But there's a light at the end of the, end of the tunnel. Uh, a recent small breakthrough study that was published in the journal Aging found they using comprehensive, personalized approaches, including diet and exercise. They, they reverse the symptoms of Alzheimer's. And they were really robust uh, findings. And as we heard from Dr. Dalrymple last week, the study that I just quoted, uh, part of it, it was not funded by any drug companies. Uh, there were no conflicts of interest. Uh, there was not a lot of those catchphrases, maybe, seems to. We'll, you know, we'll follow up with it. it was a good study. And there are some good uh, comprehensive treatments on the horizon, and we may have a a chance to get uh, to them. And uh, according to a 2017 report that was published in the Lancet, approximately 35% of dementia cases could actually be delayed or even prevented if attention uh, is given to some modifiable risk factors. Okay, modifiable. We're going to talk about this. I'll start it off, and then we'll let Dr. Jerry come in. So, ladies and gentlemen, you already know that avoiding processed food uh, and favoring more of a Mediterranean diet and exercising lower your risk of dementia. We've talked about it. It's proven. That's a given. I'm sorry to say. But there are other things to, to be aware of. And I want to start out with one that we have not really talked a lot about. Uh, high copper levels in your water. And um, I, you know what? Let me go back to my radio page here. And I, I oh, we lost our water man. Uh, he, we had we had a water expert online. I didn't get to him. Uh, sorry to say, that's uh, a shame. Gary, if you're still listening, uh, call back in. Um, so high copper levels. You need trace uh, traces amounts of heavy metal copper to survive because it's vital for bone, hormonal, and nerve health. Too much of a good thing, though, could be bad for your brain. So, studies in the Proceedings of National Academy of Sciences found that copper can trigger the onset of dementia and fuel the disease. In fact, the study found that copper in drinking water at levels of one-tenth of the water quality standards set by the EPA caused a toxic accumulation of pro-Alzheimer's protein. That's that amyloid that we talk about. Okay, so the researchers say that the exact level of too much copper is they didn't they didn't come out in this study. But if you have copper water pipes, getting your water tested for excess copper may be a place to start. A good water filter may be a place to start, and letting your water run for a while to get that water that's been sitting overnight in the pipes uh, get that to to run before you actually make your coffee or use it for soup or what have you. All right, so I have um, uh, eight or nine more. Uh, uh, problems I want to talk to you with, uh, especially about drugs. Uh, that, that's uh, what uh, brought up this topic today because uh, there was an article uh, published about uh, anticholinergic drugs, and we'll go into that, are linked to a 50% greater dementia risk. Uh, that's what prompted this subject tonight because uh, you, when you hear what anticholinergic drugs are, you're going to say, oh my God. I don't, I don't want to take them anymore. So, Dr. Jerry, uh, I want to turn it over to you for a bit.
1: Okay. Well, you know, the anticholinergic <clears throat> drugs basically have a, are used for a variety of conditions uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, overactive bladder and incontinence, gastrointestinal disorders such as diarrhea, uh, asthma, dizziness, and motion sickness, uh, poisoning caused by toxins such as organophosphates. Which may be found in some insecticides and poisonous mushrooms. Also, symptoms of Parkinson's disease, such as abnormal involuntary muscle movement. And anticholinergics are also uh, used as muscle relaxants during surgery to assist anesthesia. So, you know, these are not off the wall conditions that these drugs are, uh, you know, prescribed. And there's also some off label uses of these anticholinergic drugs. To help excessive sweating, for example, uh, anticholinergic can be used most for this treatment or the uh, glycopyrrolate cream and uh, oxybutynin oral tablets. So you got to be careful when a doctor wants to give you a prescription to treat a condition, you better ask them what the side effects are
0: and will it have any adverse effects on my brain. Um, let let me let me just jump in a second because what, sure. what Dr. Jerry says is true but i just remember ladies and gentlemen he he mentioned some 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 complicated terms maybe but popular medications like benadryl dramamine advil pm they are in this anticholinergic group Okay, and you, if you take these for three or more years, there is a a good link between those drugs and dementia. So find out if if any drug you're taking possesses anticholinergic properties, because uh, uh you know you could that that you you could be going to have, you could cause dementia in yourself, and but it's preventable. Okay, and see if there's a uh, a safer option. So Dr. Jerry's right on on the ball with mentioning these these type of drugs.
1: Yeah, the bottom line is uh, the anticholinergics are known to cause short-term side effects, including confusion and memory loss, Uh, but there's really no long-term studies uh, to give you any definitive uh, relationship to to dementia or the risk of dementia. There was a, a team over in the UK that went through medical records of nearly uh, 60,000 patients uh, with dementia. And uh, they also did a control group with more than 225,000 patients without dementia. So all the patients were 55 years and older. The average age of the dementia patient was 82. So that gives me a little bit of hope. I still got some time left.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Overall, God. the study
1: found an increased risk of dementia among those who took anticholinergic drugs. And after uh, accounting for the risk factors for dementia, the researchers concluded a strong anticholinergic medications were associated with increased risks, risks of dementia. So the bottom line is like Dr. Ron mentioned, you know, simple things like Benadryl, oh, you get stung by a bee, you know, uh, or an insect, it, by the way, give me the Benadryl. I don't like the itching or the swelling, you know, short-term, not, not so much of a problem, but if you have chronic allergies and you're taking this stuff long-term, you're going to pay the price.
0: Um, absolutely.
1: And and how about this increased epidemic uh, reliance of sleeping medications from the uh, benzodiazepines, including medications like Ambien and the Xantec. uh, to, to cholinergic, commonly used, and many of the over-counter sleep aids to power yourself for a good t- sleep. How about Tylenol
0: PM, Aleve right. PM, Advil PM, Somonex? My God, our listeners are out of here of those drugs. So the key in the whole equation is
1: these splinters or irritants are causing inflammation, I don't care. See, my philosophy is real simple. I'm not the brightest guy on the block. I just stay with the problem longer. When you take a, a medication or you take a toxic food or you're exposed to mercury in fish, for example, they're all irritants. And if they, have to make, if they happen to make their way through the blood-brain barrier, which, by the way, you, we mentioned in previous shows, can be caused by Wi-Fi. EMFs, your telephone signals. Uh, You know, the name of the game is whatever opens up the blood-brain barrier opens up your whole system to an onslaught of irritation and inflammation. And that starts the whole ball rolling. So don't think just because you're not taking a medication that you're not going to be susceptible to dementia. You know, the older you get, the more toxins you're exposed to and the more your body builds up. You know, the body's like 80 to 100 trillion cells. We're like a sponge. After a while, the sponge can only hold so much water. Well, your body's no different. You know, through the years, you know, you cheat a little bit, diet soda, the artificial sweeteners, you know, they have a methanol in there, uh, phenylalanine, uh, you know, crazy chemicals that under heat, release these poisons, and cause brain inflammation. Uh, You get sick, you get a little flu, you can get Lyme disease, cytomegalovirus, Epstein-Barr. The key is if you're exposed to, you know, putting a Bluetooth in your ear for eight hours a day, you're opening up your blood-brain barrier to these viruses, these chemicals, and you're basically inviting dementia sooner than later. You know, don't be like the guy that jumped off the Empire State Building and he said 12
0: stories down. He said, you know, so far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, so, you know, EMF is part of the equation. But one one group of drugs that I think is finally uh, people are, are taking note of is these proton pump inhibitors. I think we must have mentioned uh, this these proton pump inhibitors at least 50 times during our, our, our podcast and they are definitely on their own associated with amyloid plaques because, and they also interfere with your absorption of B12 and other nutrients and the other minerals so long term use of proton pump inhibitors and, and you know there's like Vicodin is a problem with opioids that, that can cause this Fenta- fentanyl, diluted, and and some of these atypical insomnia aids like Ambien, like Doctor Sh- Doctor Smith just mentioned Lu- Lunesta. I mean these are chlortrimeton as, as, as an antihistamine, Alarcor, uh, diphenhydramine. The tricyclic antidepressants like doxapin, nortriptyline, amitriptyline, the new medicines now they're using for irritable bowel syndrome, Leveson, and Bentil. Medicines are used for overactive bladder like Enablex, Ditropan, Ditrol, Vesicare, Toviaz. They're all under this class of anticholinergics. Common medicines, you see them advertised all the time. OK, so you know what? If you need them for a week or two, that's, you know, you get yourself under control. Don't be afraid of using the medications. But long term use, I'm talking the studies that, I, that I've looked at this past week, two to three years associated with statistically significant dementia. And, and that's only the anticholinergics. And there's a group of drugs, I don't know whether Dr. Jerry's prepared to talk about it or not, but there's another drug, a group of drugs we've talked about a, a million times. Uh, probably the number one uh, drug sold out there. What am I talking about?
2: Statins. Oh, you got it. You win. 100 <laughs> hours. <laughs> Yay! <laughs>
0: And we didn't even get there. Geez.
2: Oh, I got
1: to tell you a story about the statins. I, I just had a patient in the other day, and uh, he he politely told me he doesn't believe in what I'm doing. And I said, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I said, but uh, are you taking any statin drugs by any chance? Because the way he spoke, there was a little bit of dementia in there. Seriously, I'm not being facetious. And he says, yeah, my, my, my doctor had me on some statins. And I said, well, you know the side effects of these things? He well, not really. I said, well, it just tears up your liver. It causes type 2 diabetes. It breaks down rhabdomyolysis, your muscle tissue. And it causes dementia. He says, "Uh, really? I said, yeah, you better talk to a compounding pharmacist or your physician because he's got you on a slippery road down the slope to, you know, a uh, a grave. You know, so... The guy started to wake up a little bit, but, you know, people have no clue uh, the, the side effects of these darn medications.
0: Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you got to ask yourself, could your risk of dementia be jacked up by medications, even at low doses? And there's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy here. What happens if you're feeling down and you go to the doctor? As we said, said last week, the, the, he only is a lot of six minutes to talk to you. So it gives you an antidepressant. Oh, you can't, you, you're you incontinent, he gives you a bladder pill. Are you in pain? Well, here's an anti-seizure medication. But could these drugs cause you to be foggy and forgetful? Could they cause cognitive impairment? So what if you do? You come back and you say, yeah, my bladder is under control. Um, I don't have a lot of pain, so but I'm forgetting things. So what do you think he's going to do now? He may start your... Start throwing more drugs at you, and it, it might turn out that that it, that you might be on a really fast track now for getting dementia. So you better buckle up for for more antidepressants and other drugs. I mean, that's the the cartel that we're we're talking about and that Dr. Dalrymple mentioned last week. So we've talked about the anticholinergics, we uh, but chronic cholinergic depletion. You remember there was a fad twenty thirty years ago, years ago about taking choline for your brain. Well, chronic cholinergic depletion could wreak havoc with your brain. So when you talk about anticholinergic, think of choline, okay? That that, that used to be a popular, when I was in practice, a popular supplement. I think uh, uh, the the people that wrote wrote the uh, Life Extension book really popularized that, Dirk Pearson and Sandy Shaw. Uh, But these type of drugs, okay? Can cause memory loss. So it's you know you go in for one thing and you, the doctor adds another drug. Well, you know we have to start subtracting drugs, not adding drugs.
1: And you know one of the biggest problems is you get referred to a psychiatrist or an internist, wow. an externist, a kidney doctor, and they're all prescribing their own little repertoire of medications, and no one's keeping track of of you know the the adverse side effects with these, and that's where these poor people come up with hallucinations. And uh, dizziness, and you know, all kinds
0: of headache problems. It's crazy. Yeah, and just uh, just just to give a number, because some of our, our our listeners like numbers. Uh, a a a study that came out June twenty fourth of this year looked at two hundred and twenty five thousand five hundred and seventy four controls of of patients fifty five years and older to come up with this anticholinergic. Uh, drugs being associated with an increased risk of dementia i'd say that's, that's that's pretty darn strong and that was published in the JAMA. uh and and i went what i did was a, a, a just like what we were we talked about last week i went right to the end of the study and there were no conflicts of interest it wasn't uh, supported by any drug companies it was just a scientific article which is really uh that was amazing pretty hard to find so um what we're talking about is is real it is real uh ladies and gentlemen now that's not the only cause of dementia though right Jerry? oh absolutely
1: you know i in my research for the show tonight i came up with seven uh factors okay that are common in every seven worst foods for your brain basically uh one of which is your sugary drinks i mean on a hot day like today it was 90 degrees up here people drinking sports drinks, energy drinks, fruit juices. Well, the excess sugar, guess what? Increases insulin. And insulin increases inflammation in the brain. So you think that, oh, just quenching your thirst with a little sugary drink, it's not a big deal. But, you know, you add that to the other snack foods that are loaded with sugar, and now you've got some serious inflammatory problems to your joints, to your brain, to, to your blood vessels. So and, and now with this high fructose corn syrup, oh, my God, it's like 55% <laughs> fructose and 45% <laughs> glucose, this corn syrup. I mean, this stuff's a killer. It, it opens up the blood-brain barrier, causes leaky gut, tears up your liver. Other than that,
0: it's wonderful. Oh it's great and, stuff. I mean, it's in ketchup, ladies and gentlemen. It's in ketchup. It's in a lot of uh uh the salad dressings, high fructose corn syrup or just corn syrup. Uh, and and even it relish.
1: It's sacrilegious. Yeah. Sacrilegious. They even have it in relish. I'm telling you, you can't even have a good hot dog anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what? You brought up an interesting point. If you want to take a break on that point, because I think uh, exhilarated aging, and we talked about it prior to the show, plus inflammation, adds to the leaky brain, and there, 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 there goes your dementia. So a leaky gut, a leaky brain, they're definitely connected, right, Dr. Jerry? Oh, absolutely. And you
1: know, people that have the dementia, you know, it's all hooked into the intestines because of the uh, uh, lymphatic system and the, the vagus nerve and, you know, people that have uh IBS, they have a uh, chronic gastritis, um, you know, irritable bowel situations and that parasites. So all these toxins are, you know, floating back and forth kind of, uh, you know, like a slinky and the second the brain, is, that's it. And, and the bottom line is by throwing more drugs into your intestines and, and messing up, you know, the, the microbiome, which is the natural bacterial flora that live in there, you're actually messing up your brain. Uh, you, can't, you can't avoid it. it. They're not separate compartments that you can shut off the door, you know, and, and uh, protect, Absolutely. protect yourself. So yeah, heart brain,
0: heart, brain, intestines are, are linked in, the, in this disease. They're all linked. Yeah. And well, the The joke of it all is the high fructose
1: corn syrup leads to insulin resistance. Well, what is insulin resistance? Well, if you listen to Peskin, he defines it very clearly. When you're taking in these adulterated oils, which are in all our snack foods, the potato chips, the pretzels, the popcorn, all that nonsense, you're corrupting the cell membrane. When the cell membrane gets corrupted with these uh, oils, the insulin can't get in. So they call it insulin resistance. So it's not something that comes out of the heavens and attacks you.
2: You're
1: <laughs> putting it into your body on a daily basis and creating the darn problem.
0: Absolutely. All right. So we know drugs. We talked about high fructose corn syrup and artificial sweeteners. Okay. And how about popcorn? People oh, that's great. Get it at get that it, get it when you go see a movie. That's right. And guess
1: what? There's something in popcorn that creates problems, and it's called diacetyl. It's a chemical, man-made, that mimics the taste, texture, and smell of butter. And that poison creates problems in the brain. And there's actually a lawsuit now from a, a guy that worked in the, as a, a, a flavor uh, as uh, expert An technologist, yeah, no, not so much cancer but dementia because wow. he was breathing in the fumes from the workplace of the diacetyl and and it caused wow. dementia. And it was a 2.6 million dollar award, it was out in California not too long ago.
0: Wow, wow, well, so you know, and how about uh, uh, we, we did talk about pesticides, right? I mean, we talked about. The glyphosate, the DDT breakdown products, chemicals in our water, because, you know, if you're not filtering your water, you don't know the real long term impact it's having on your brain. Well, you're Uh, getting
1: the the, the, uh, anticholinergic drugs in your public water supply in a homeopathic dose.
0: (laughs) There you go. Right. And you're getting the frequency of them.
1: And it's free. You You don't even have to use your insurance card
0: to get it. (laughs) Now, we've talked about some things that you want to avoid uh you know, like medications that you you know do you don't want to put into your body but there's one area that you're going to that if you're deficient in it and it's less than 10 nanograms per milliliter you're going to be at a 122% increased risk of dementia if you're less than 10 milligrams per nanoliter, and I'm going to a milliliter, I'm going to tell you that the you should be up around 50 to 75. What am I talking about, ladies and gentlemen?
1: Vitamin D. You
0: got it. I mean, uh, there's something that study after study that is even those backed by drug companies show that if you're deficient in this vitamin, you're at a 122 percent increased risk of dementia. And ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about it. You want to be between 60 and 80, more or less, and it's a blood test. You know, you can get it checked. You don't, you don't have to go guess what your vitamin D level is. And and something that Dr. Jerry taught me about, and we don't, you know, we don't talk about it enough, is good oral health. How about those gum, this gum bacteria, Dr. Jerry? That is They of- cause inflammation. You
1: better believe it. There's over 400 different species of bacteria in the mouth. And the key is, look, when you brush your teeth, you're getting a bacteriaemia into your bloodstream. So what are you going to do? Take an antibiotic every time you brush your teeth? The key yeah. is that, yeah, seriously, you've you got to get a good scaling, you know, or by eating wholesome foods especially non sugary foods and all that you're reducing the bacterial contamination of your mouth. And then to top that off, suppose you have a root canal or two. And that's a, in fact, I just had a young woman in from uh, in, in Indiana. She's had uh, Oh, Dr. Smith, I got these swollen lymph nodes under my arm and I have a swollen and tenderness in my breast. I said, do you have any root canals? says, Oh yeah, I've had this for years. So I tested it and there was a strep infection. In the root canal. Now the tooth didn't hurt, but it was a smoldering infection in the jawbone and it was being drained by the lymphatics down through the arm lymph nodes and then collecting and concentrating in the breast. So she's a walking time bomb.
0: Wow. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I mean that that's again, these are these are uh uh things that you can do now. You can avoid certain medications long term. Uh, you can make sure you take good care of your teeth. You can avoid Roundup. Don't use it. Don't walk in your bare feet on the grass of a golf course. And I'm going to ask Dr. Jerry. I'm going to throw him a curveball. He probably knows the answer. But most people, including wild animals, sleep. How do they sleep, Dr. Jerry? Do you, do you really know? And it has to do with the glymphatic system of our brain. The pineal gland? Well, you know, we, we talked about sleep, right? And how it's important and our brain detoxifies when we sleep. So it's a good, it's important to get a good night's sleep. They just did a study and I wasn't aware of this. So I don't know that a lot of people know about it. I don't hear anybody talking about it, but you and I tonight, that most people, including wild animals, sleep on their sides, and this, they, they're calling this now the brain-friendly reason and, and uh, brain, brain-friendly position. Researchers found that sleeping on your side could improve your brain's waste-clearing processes, lowering your risk for neurological diseases like dementia and Parkinson's disease. So we've talked about getting a good night's sleep, uh, but now one, one step further – a side position uh, is, is uh, reported in the Journal of Neuroscience, science, increases your brain's clearing out, detoxification of any chemicals that got in there, or any pesticides that get in there through the leaky uh, blood-brain barrier. So I, I well, just thought long- that was an interesting case, interesting study.
1: Yeah. And I'm just wondering if that didn't have an impact on reduction of snoring, because uh, if you sleep on your side, you're so much uh, less prone to snore as opposed to lying on your back or sleeping on your hmm. back. So maybe clearing out the toxins in your brain uh, affects your airway. Who the heck knows? But that's an interesting yeah. Uh, observation. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I'm just saying it's uh, similar to how – I'm just reading from the study now – similar to how your body's lymphatic system – clears waste from organs The glymphatic GLYM glymphatic pathway is responsible for filtering cerebrospinal fluid through the brain and exchanging it with interstitial fluid to clear out waste like beta amyloid and tau proteins and chemicals that negatively affect your brain. So that was a new one for me as, as we, you know, as you and I both research for this, this program, that was a new one and something that uh, yeah, again, what, what what's the downside of trying to sleep on your side? I can't find any. Yeah, well,
1: let's throw a curveball in here. How about people that get traumatized from car accidents oh, and they get geez. and they get cranial distortions? Okay, and unfortunately, the majority of healthcare practitioners uh, can't diagnose this issue, and you're going to impede the detox mechanism of your brain. So. This is a factor that just boggles my mind because, again, it, it's hidden in plain view. And, you know, one of the problems when you get cranial distortions is parasympathetic stimulation, which increases cerebral spinal fluid flow. And if the toxins back up, you know, this is why people's head feel like it's a bowling ball, because you're not getting the drainage of the fluid properly out of your head. And that's one of the reasons why your head feels so darn heavy. But this is a major issue. That's not being addressed.
0: No, I, we, we don't even talk about it enough on this program, uh, even though I know you, you do adjust the cranial bones. But we don't talk about that. We don't really talk about the lymphatic system we don't, uh, uh, and how it's all related. I mean, it's, it's related to the leaky brain, the leaky gut. I mean, and, and as we talked about prior to today's program, inflammation is still the basis of what's happening in our bodies. So, well, it's
1: because people are gargling with beer too much.
0: <laughs> What's wrong with that?
1: <laughs> What's wrong with that? Well, as long as it's an imported beer, it, it's fine. But basically, well, the people don't realize that the beer contains nitrites, and that's been linked to Alzheimer's. Yeah.
0: And that's something. I will tell you a good point about beer, though, is that it has less estrogen than wine. Well, I'll so, tell you a good just, one.
1: My philosophy about beer is I pour it down the toilet and eliminate the middleman.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, ladies and gentlemen, we're having a good time here tonight. And, and these are causes of dementia that you can take care of starting tonight. You know, follow a Mediterranean diet. Exercise. Please get out there and walk and, and get your meat off the seat. Okay. Uh, practice good oral hygiene Avoid unnecessary drugs that we talked about. I'm, I'm going to start sleeping on my side, okay? I'm, and I, you know, I do work at maintaining a healthy level of vitamin D, and uh, you know, I don't smoke. So uh, th- these are things that we we can start working on uh, without a problem. Yeah,
1: and and then when you go to grab a snack food, eat something that's nutritious, like celery or a carrot, for example, or an apple, as opposed to your Cheese whiz, your mozzarella sticks, you know what I mean? Your laughing cow. I mean, these proteins are creating problems and associated with Alzheimer's because with all the adulterated oils, the excess protein is leaking out through the defective membranes and and the surrounding fluids in your
0: brain.
2: Hmm.
0: Incredible. Again, this is not, yeah, it's not. It's not brain-twisting uh, hard stuff to to, to 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 do, and I'm stuttering. And you know what? Diet soda. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at all the topics that popped up uh, on my list. What I was going to talk about tonight. We talked about anticholinergics. We talked about leaky brain. We talked about statins. How about exercise, Doctor Jerry? You know, some well, uh, overdo- overdoing it causes what? The, the inflammation? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And plus, right. it,
1: it tears down your joints. I mean, unless you're running on grass, you know, your, your joints are getting pounded. I mean, I had a uh, we had a friend uh, years ago. She had like three knee operations because she used to be an avid jogger. And and the the asphalt, man, it just traumatized the hell out of her joints.
0: Yeah. So, and ladies and gentlemen, please don't. Don't get sucked in with this diet soda business, okay? We've talked about it a hundred times. It's it's it is associated with stroke also. So what a, what a one two punch that would be? God forbid a stroke and and dementia at the same time. And I and again I can't uh, emphasize enough what Dr. Jerry said about high fructose corn syrup. The science is clear, you know. There's more science and better science uh, about high fructose corn syrup than there is about global warming. The the sugar industry is really powerful, okay? And they funded all the studies that made people think that uh, these diet uh, sweeteners are going to make you skinny. They're not going to make you fat. Well, we, we talked about how they actually do that. And we know now also that Dr. Jerry he mentioned another point. Don't forget about healthy fats; they're vital for you. Stay yeah. away from the, the, the those fish oils too. Okay, they 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 just cause your cells to be uh, blocked, the, the cell membranes to to be coated. They can't, and and then you don't get any oxygen. And a well, cell another, without oxygen is horrible.
1: Well, you know the interesting. It's all about skin cancer too, because. You know, I've been reading in Dr. Peskin's book, uh, PEO Solutions, and the guy's incredible. You know, he says skin cancer is simple. The ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 in your skin is 1,000 to 1. So when you're taking these adulterated uh, oils in your body, they get deposited in your skin, and they go rancid. And this is what causes the skin cancer. It's not lying in the sun you know, that's not causing with the UVs. The bottom line is you're sweating and these poisons are being brought up to the surface of the skin at a higher concentration and you're getting skin cancer.
0: That seems complicated. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Jeez. I mean, and then, well, how about putting a sunscreen on? Doesn't that solve the problem?
1: Well, the same companies that make the sunscreen make the chemo. (laughs) So there's so many toxic chemicals you know, chemicals in that sunscreen, that it gets absorbed into your skin. I mean, perfect example. uh, I had a patient in today from Indiana. And, um, you know, when I was treating her the last time she was in, I couldn't get the microcurrent uh, self-adhesive pad to stick on her on her face to to, uh, calm down her masseter muscle. And I said, do you use any kind of cream or oils? Oh, yeah, I use sunscreen every day. I said, do you, you know, the The manufacturers, oh, here, I have a sample of the the tube. So she showed it to me. There's titanium dioxide in there as a whitening. So she's getting heavy metals being absorbed into her skin from the damn
0: sunscreen. Yeah, and the oxybed zones uh, is a carcinogenic material. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in sunscreen, and, and, you know, if you're going to be out for a long time, I don't advise you to get burned. But Environmental Working Group, EWG, they just came out with their list of safe sunscreens. Okay, you might want to check that, that list out. Because most sunscreens are toxic and cause skin cancer. So you have to ask yourself, since sunscreens came out, are, is there more or less skin cancer? Are you better off now than before sunscreens? And if you see your friends on the golf course, on the tennis court, or at the beach, you'll see more skin cancer diagnosed, and a lot of good scientists think it is from the sunscreens. So you you might want to check into that. There are some safe ones now. Don't get me wrong. There are some safe ones without toxins in them, but uh, like raw elements is one that I use but there are others that's just the one that comes comes to mind now and i wanted to bring up one point because dr jerry mentioned this high fructose corn syrup it's it's so important that when you get insulin resistance like he talks about ladies and gentlemen you know they're calling dementia for uh, which is the most and the most severe uh, dementia alzheimers are calling it type 3 diabetes so that's how important sugar is to this diagnosis so uh, you might, you, you know, you want to definitely watch that. Well, and we're going to other... talk about, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. I got this. No, okay. Well,
1: you know, one of the other problems that are not too readily uh, mentioned is the fact of the high mercury content in the fish and from the fillings that are coming out. And, and mercury is a neurotoxin. So is aluminum. And that's what's in your vaccines, your flu shots. You have aluminum. So it gets into your brain. And it causes seizures wow. and damage to the to the neurons you know when they when they process the water, the public water, they use alum aluminum sulfate to pull out the suspended particles that are in the public water supply that that they're trying to process, and they don't even have to tell you that it's in there, but it's getting into your brain it's nuts
0: it is nuts, and ladies and gentlemen, do not think that Cannabis does not alter your brain. There were two studies uh, that I uh, found this this past week and sent them to Dr. Wong, and he actually posted them on his website. That's how impressive they are because they were pot use associated with MRIs. And there's definitely brain damage, ladies and gentlemen. So heavy pot use will lead to dementia. So all these states that are legalizing it, Jerry, uh, I think the future is not bright for uh, people that continue to use this pot.
1: Yeah, but you'll be happy and fat and won't care.
0: Happy, fat, and uh, and demented. Uh, demented. Right? Yeah. The the, the cost drink. of this.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, did you did you see any costs about how much the, the, this disease, the economic impact? I looked up one number, and it's costing just for Alzheimer's right now as of today, $226 billion. Yeah, That's
1: keeps the economic the pharmaceutical impact. Company happy. It keeps the pharmaceutical company happy.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's, what does it do to human beings, though? No, uh, it
1: destroys the whole family unit.
0: Yeah. So it says, if the number of people living with Alzheimer's hits $16 when what it is predicted to hit, it could cost the U.S. economy trillion that's incredible really is so So, ladies and gentlemen this is Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry we've been talking about uh, 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 dementia that's associated with some common medications like allergy medicines that you might be taking proton pump inhibitors in other words acid blockers we talked about high fructose corn syrup, synthetic sweeteners Statin drugs, uh, pesticides, oral health. uh, What am I missing? Heavy metal toxicity, uh, uh, keeping your blood, brain, and uh, barrier and your intestinal uh, leaky gut, keeping them, keeping your gut and your brain barrier from leaking. Uh, We talked somewhat about Wi Fi and electromagnetic frequencies. You know they're all around you. At least, please don't sleep with them on. Don't sleep with your Wi-Fi on. And if you have, if you have a hearing aid, and it's,
2: it's uh, you, you know,
0: you're, you're, for some reason you don't feel good, uh, you might want to think about uh, uh, doing some mitigation for that.
2: Uh, and yeah, I had an interesting case.
0: Yeah. I had I had an interesting case myself this week. I, I a friend of mine said every time he goes to Panera. Uh, for coffee, he feels lousy. He says he just doesn't know. He comes out of there and he's not feeling good. So you know what I did? I uh, I set him up with a, a, a EMF uh, diode. Right. He, he went over there. He said, "Oh my God! I what would you do? I thought it was the food." Well, it, it was coming from the the darn uh, wifi, the Wi-Fi there. wi absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and you know, and you know, not to get off the subject, but it is part of the subject. What are we doing to our children, our two, three, four-year-olds, putting phones in their hands, putting uh, la- uh, tablets on their in their laps? Ah, oh, what are we doing? Well, all you got to do is listen
1: to Barry Trower on YouTube. He's a retired physicist in the, from the UK. He worked for as a microwave weapons expert for the uh, UK Navy and also for MI5. And he'll tell you flat out, the Wi-Fi in the elementary schools are sterilizing the little kids. And, and he has documentation from a governmental sources. He's not talking, you know, through his hat. This guy is uh, an expert, internationally known, a consultant to many governments. You know, in and, and some of these countries, I think it's um, in France, they were starting to take the Wi-Fi out of the school systems because of the deleterious effects.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it affects stem cells. I mean, that's, that's, that's what these kids need to grow. All right. And there's no doubt. I mean, it's a class one carcinogen. I mean, it, it, yeah, EMFs increase your risk of cancer. So, you know, you especially in kids when their their skull bones are so thin and there's no safety standards. I never saw a safety standard for children. Have you, Dr. Jerry?
1: No, of course not. They don't want to. Well, if you really want to get hot and heavy on the subject, you go on the internet and look up bio-initiative 2012. Yeah. 1,550 pages of hardcore scientific documentation on the deleterious effects of Wi-Fi and EMFs. In fact, I sent a copy and I printed it out myself to Philadelphia Lecture because I got so ticked off at it because they're trying to push this 5G system on the people. But they got an agenda unfortunately, and you can show them all the documentation you want. But there's countries like I think Belgium that are refusing uh,
0: to Belgium use the. Belgium and Switzerland, country. yeah, yeah, Switzerland, right? Yeah, it's uh, so ladies and gentlemen, these are definite ways to to, to help yourself uh, uh, to prevent dementia. Doctor Jerry, you you mentioned two things that I thought uh, most people uh, don't even think about. But I have, a, I have a friend that had, uh, had this, and uh, he thought he was going crazy. He had uh, normal pressure hydrocephalus. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Well, the hydrocephalus uh, basically can be coming from a, a cranial trauma, from any type of whiplash injury or falls. And when the cranium basically gets out of alignment, it stimulates parasympathetic part of your nervous system which increases cerebral spinal fluid production. Cause I had a patient years ago who they wanted to put in a, a shunt in, in her brain. Uh, she had undergone an eight hour operation to remove a pituitary tumor and the uh, cerebral spinal fluid production was uh, twofold uh, higher than normal. And after like three cranial adjustments, her cerebral spinal fluid production went back to normal. And she didn't require a shunt. So, there, this is one area that's so underdiagnosed because they just don't have the skill level to analyze
0: it and treat it. Well, I think the first thing is the knowledge to even uh, look for it. I mean, without without criticizing my my colleagues, I mean, just think about normal pressure hydrocephalus. Is it a possibility? You know, you can get that MRI. It's not a big deal. My friend was cured by having a shunt put in. I had the shunt put in, and he was his old self. It never turned back. It was it cured everything. So there's, you know, you could you could do cranial adjustments. I'm not saying that was the only way, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm saying that's something that your uh, most physicians, and maybe I think most of our audience never heard about normal pressure hydrocephalus. And the other thing that you you brought to my attention, I agree with you. I mean, you know, you could hit your head, and uh, you may not, uh, especially if you're ta- if you're taking aspirin or one of the uh, uh, anti thrombotic agents, and maybe just have a little headache and not think much of it. But you know what? You could be collecting blood between the, the dura and your brain and have a, uh, a hematoma. It Absolutely. may not be wonderful, right? And and yeah. and that that's something you brought to my attention also.
1: Well, it's interesting with Dr. Wong's, uh, you know, zymescence, it basically is going to cleanse the blood and dissolve away any foreign protein that doesn't belong there. So, you know, I considered one of the essential supplements that everybody should be taking because we're all, uh, confronted with toxic protein floating in our blood and bacteria or viruses. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, there isn't a day that goes by that I don't take my zymescence on a regular basis. And uh, right. it's just amazing. It's too simple.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening, as I say, to Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry here on Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Uh, we are uh, no, we are going to take a break because I am moving. Uh, and it is, uh, I now I know why they call it the number one stressor. Uh, it is really stressful. And I have a dear friend uh, in Florida who, you know, he he, he keeps me saying, he says, you know, delegate. You can delegate so much uh, but there's certain things you have to uh, go through and go through the process. But at the end, you know that you'll be, uh, you know, it's like going on a diet. When when we get out of here, we'll be lean and mean as far as uh, possession. So it is stressful. So to be that as it may, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, our last show until August. But, you know, as I said, we're going to run the uh, shows that are most hit on, which include Wong, Peskin, Tidal Bomb. Uh, uh, just one other one that I, I was looking up the statistics tonight uh, that that will play on a Tuesday. That our listeners just, just, you know what, I, I, I read Peskin all the time. I have his books like Dr. Jerry does. I'm always referring to them. I'm always uh, referring to Dr. Wong's website and all all the studies he has posted. Uh, you, you just you just could never get enough of it because it's so basic to our health. To have a good anti-inflammatory, uh, like Zymesas, which is also antiviral, <clears throat> anti-aging, and get rid of those fish oils and don't put in that antifreeze in your body that, that is toxic to our cells. So, uh, the, these programs are, are really good. I was going to also, we get a lot of hit on uh, Dr. Um, Michael Karingi, uh, I think his name was. He, he did the CBD show about two months ago. Uh, really, uh, a lot of hits on that show. With CBD oil, uh, hemp oil, it has to be organically made, and uh, there's a lot of people having great results with it.
2: Well,
1: it's a great sleep aid too. It'll calm you down, and uh, you know you'll hit the sack, and uh, you'll get a nice full night's rest. Sleep. A, a good buddy of mine uh, just shared, a, you know, situation with him. He's he's a realtor, and he's been under the gun, and he said he just started taking the CBD oil, and he couldn't believe how uh, well rested he was the next day. So uh, it's something that's better than taking Ambien.
0: Absolutely. So the CBD is good, and, and you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we talk about a lot of different ways to stay healthy, and we talk about hydrogen water, which is which, which actually alkalinizes the water too. But you know, I I use my uh, hydrogen generator every day. I, do you still use yours, Doctor Jerry? Absolutely. I I make it for my
1: cats in the morning. I give them hydrogen water, and they love it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I have now come up with a with a a morning drink which is hydrogen water cordyceps uh, and MSM powder. Uh, I find that really works good for me. Sometimes I put some vitamin C, some natural vitamin C in it, but most of the time, just what I talked about, uh, I have that. I hydrate before I caffeinate and I'm good to go the rest of the day. Well, I got to tell you,
1: I did a Sunoco 110 racing fuel breakfast this morning. I made fresh uh, cabbage juice, celery, Uh, dandelion greens, a little uh, cilantro, a a small piece of beet and a carrot. And then Mm. I washed down my xymesans, my essential oils from peskin, my uh, 1500 milligrams of MSM, my handful of Saruda plus, which is made from green buckwheat. It's high in bioflavonoids. And let me tell you, I went to this morning, I was like walking on water.
0: Yeah, it is amazing, ladies and gentlemen, what you could do, uh, especially in the morning to get yourself going. That hydrogen water just gets right into your cells. And the other thing that I'm doing, I'm not telling everybody they should do it because it is on the expensive side. Uh I am doing the ozone treatment with the um, ear scope. I will tell you that uh, I personally have had a problem with it because I used too much of it too soon and got dry ears and draining ears and talking to the people at Life and talking to Dr. Schellenberger, uh, that is not unusual. So if you have a, a Life unit and uh, you're having a problem with your ears, the recommendation is cut the dose in half and start at a minute and add a minute every other day or so until you, you know, get up to five or ten minutes. I know my good friend, Dr. Jerry, can take a lot of it without having problems. But apparently, Dr. Jerry, you are the outlier Uh When I talked to uh, 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 Schellenberger, he said, you you know, no, no, anybody can take 40 minutes of it. Like you, you, you can.
1: Well, you know, either I'm very dense or I'm very healthy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not detoxing a lot through your ears probably, but you know, there there are things that we're doing uh, that I'm doing in my family right now to stay healthy and try and prevent dis-ease. So we don't need to be treated. And uh, if you can do that, it's not that complicated with a hydrogen uh, generator, cordyceps, mushrooms, uh, MSM powder, which are all deficient in sulfur. Uh, if you want to add something else in there uh, there's there's a supplement I really love, but I can't I can't mix it in with there. It says moringa, uh, but uh, you have to find a different way to take that stuff and uh, get some exercise, have a good attitude of gratitude, avoid toxic drugs, avoid toxic people avoid people that bring you down. Don't, don't, don't associate with negative people. Uh, you know, what? that's a, uh, that's, there's your recipe for health. Dr. Yes, Jerry. Life
1: is, simple. life is simple.
0: Yep. So thank you. Uh, we'll You're of welcome. course we can t- we'll continue to talk, but uh, over the next couple of weeks, uh, yours truly is, is uh, going to be like a long tailed cat and a room full of rocking chairs and quite busy. So, uh, I'll prepare some shows tomorrow for our listeners to hear.
1: Well, thank you for all your work, and it's been fun so far. So we'll see you
0: in August. Absolutely. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. This is Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry. We're gone. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored, with Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry. We are here each and every week to bring you medical news that you can use and medical news that you will not hear on the mainstream media. We hope you enjoy our podcast, and we hope to see you on the radio next week. Have a great one. Ciao.